It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Angela Marcy is our guest on the program this morning. She's District 2 District Attorney for uh, Western Oklahoma, which includes five counties. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Man, using fancy highbrow words that like hodgepodge. Uh, can you imagine That's that? That's a great word to start curve. the day. I that, love it. Thank you so much. That was my curve for the day. You know, normally when you show up, we got to have a curveball. You do have coming to have out a of my head ball. anyway. So you know, I'm sure you've got one in store. Hodgepodge. Yeah. We the show though is not a hodgepodge. Well, it kind of is. Well, I guess. yeah, there's no kind of to it. That's, it's the American. So in the, type. In the, I want to start out in the news this morning. Uh, state news. Uh, it's interesting because it, it, the, apparently the group that uh, is unhappy with the, what they're charging for the fees for putting together a farm, a marijuana farm, and the fees have really gone up. So they're going to file it. They say it's unconstitutional. What do you and, think and about who's heading that up? Well, uh, actually, the growers are heading that up because their fees have gone from like $2,500 to $50,000. And basically what they're saying is that it's unconstitutional because it takes three, two-thirds majority of, of, the, of the House and Senate to, to raise uh, taxes. And they're calling this a tax. So, Angel, what, there, there's several laws that came out on the marijuana bills this year. Are those, when will those take place? And uh, what do you think about the, that issue this morning that's in the news? You know, we've we've been struggling with how to properly regulate the uh, medical marijuana industry in Oklahoma ever since um, it was passed. The language that was passed was intentionally, I believe, vague, very broad, um, and it's really created a lot of problems for law enforcement, for landowners, for communities, for cities, um, because because we've been dealing with the fallout because there was this rush in Oklahoma uh, to get these farms up and running, and we weren't charging very much, and so anybody could come in and and um, get a license or you know not even get one yeah. right cuz it was it was it was it was it was kind of crazy the way things were going it's a little wild west um and so the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority has really uh, been working um to kind of get some more regulations in place and one of the big problems that we had was it was so easy and so inexpensive to get a license to grow that just anybody could do it and so by increasing the fees, that's really, that's how they're trying to to better regulate this system. And so, um, so now the we'll see how that works, if that, if that helps with that, with the process. Well, this, law, this lawsuit filed Friday argues that the legislation raising fees was equivalent to a revenue raising measure under Oklahoma law. Revenue bill needs more votes to pass than traditional legislation but they're going up to uh, on some grows up to fifty thousand dollars a year to stay in business and i think and i haven't looked at that legislation but i think it's based on maybe the size of the operation um potentially and the and the number maybe the number of operations that they have so so um, back with the fee interpretation as, as and, and they're saying it's a tax as opposed to a real well, fee. What, saying, what, what's the president on calling it? A, isn't a fee well, tax? They they claim that there's they're not getting any additional uh, 
support for this fee. And if it's a fee, they're supposed to get some additional support. But it's costing the state a lot of money to regulate this marijuana. I don't have that, that. I think that's a pretty weak argument, just for my thought and my thought process on that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the courts. I notice a number of the uh, dispensaries closing as I go through places like New Cardell. It used to be ten over there, and Hobart had a few. And I kind of like that. I think at some point, what Miss Barry's suggesting is that the the market will stabilize and equalize it on its own if it's if it's a fair starting price here you, we had a problem with people being able to get a license and then go share that with harold he grows the stuff and so we've got all that cleaned up right we're working on we're working on it. we're working on it's, on totally it. it's not up. all cleaned I, up i do know that the chinese from what i understand are leaving or have left pretty much some of these growth facilities around the state in the particularly the southwest part of the state well that and, creates other problems because what i've seen is they when they leave they just they don't really clean up their mess. Their mess. And so they leave that behind for um, the landowner next door or for uh, a state agency or a county. They, they, they start looking to a state agency to get this fixed. And I, I believe there was some legislation that <coughs> Senator Yeck ran exactly. last year that exactly. passed to kind of address that issue. And I think that was because of what we were seeing out here. That that's exactly what I remember the senator talking about a way in order when these places just well, leave put up abruptly leave now, do we I think, right that's what's supposed to help that but I'm not sure that bill got out I'm not sure that that was one that that passed or it was vetoed I I, I don't actually recall I, I, I get I get my update legal update next week I don't think he I don't <laughs> think that bill passed did we have anything passed as far as there the some, amount of THC in the, the the product you know anything about that one I I don't I'm, okay. I'm not we're we will uh, get our legislative update next week at the district attorney's some, uh, council summer conference and um, get all the updates on on what's coming down the pike. But I don't I don't recall anything about THC getting passed this year. So uh, what else is going on at the DA's office right now? You know it's summertime, so we've we've got a little bit of you know downtime. I guess um, we're trying to. Um, get our summer conferences in. Next week is both both the DA and the Judicial Conference. Um, they're not together, but they are at the same time. Um, and so it's a good time uh, for... What does that entail? It's it's uh, when we can get a lot of our continuing legal education. So that's when we get our legislative updates. Um, you know, we have different topics that we cover. Uh, prosecute, there's a, a prosecutor uh, track for juvenile cases. For civil, uh, then, of course, there are usually a lot of different criminal topics as well. And then we also do that in conjunction with our monthly meeting, DA meetings. So it, it's, uh, so that's going on. Uh, court-wise, we're um, getting ready for another pretrial docket, so we'll have some jury jury terms again this fall. Can you tell us September about that? September and October. Yeah. Uh, just that they're coming down the pike. I'm not sure what, what cases we're going to have yet for trial and... and um, so, but that'll be in all in all five of the counties. So I know that you, that you you can't talk a lot about the case when it's going on. But we had this homicide uh, in Weatherford last week, which is very unusual uh, for Weatherford or Clinton, any of these towns, to have a homicide. How often do you have that kind of a crime in, in our in your district? You know, we don't have them very often. Um, fortunately, um, I had someone ask, "Well, is this the first time that's ever happened?" Unfortunately, it's not. 
You know, we we have uh, homicides that happen. Um, we usually have a couple a year, especially in Custer and in uh, Beckham counties. Um, and uh, just did a, a child abuse murder trial from in April in Beckham County. I mean, it, it happens, um, but it's it's fortunately not as voluminous as the larger districts like Oklahoma County and Tulsa, Lawton, um, those kind of those kind of areas. What was the outcome on the Beckham County? The, this homicide you just mentioned a few minutes ago. What? The the defendant was found guilty of murder in the first degree, and he received a life sentence. Without parole? No, it was the jury recommended a life sentence with the possibility of parole, and um, as is typical, the judge followed that recommendation. The judges, uh, are they pretty uh, much, uh, do they go along with, with the jury recommendation in most cases? For the, yes, yes, they really, they really um, want to honor, that's what I found in this district. Um, some judges across the state don't, but in this district I find that our, our judges uh, want to honor what our jurors' recommendations are. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about how hard it is to find people to work in the DA's office. So we'll we'll discuss that coming up here in just a moment. If you're an attorney out there, you might be thinking about applying for a job at the DA's office. We do, we do have an yeah, opening uh, in my Washita County office. New bathroom facilities in the yeah, we'll talk, County. We'll talk about that coming up. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to The Right Time for Western Oklahoma. The Right Time with Harold Wright, brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on KCLI. You know it's really tough keeping your CPAP machine clean and safe. That's why Priority Home Medical Equipment has quality, durable medical equipment like masks, cushions, hoses, and supplies so you can be sure that your CPAP machine stays clean and functioning properly. For all of your home medical needs, keep it safe. Ask your doctor or medical provider to use or prescribe to Priority Home Medical Equipment. Priority Home Medical Equipment on South 30th Street in Clinton or find them at PriorityHomeMedicalEquipment.com. Brian Baca is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Financial planning means different things to different people. Sorting out all of the options and choices can be extremely overwhelming. This is Brian Baca with Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton. How much monthly income will you need to sustain your lifestyle for as long as you live? What will retirement look like for you? Will you run out of money before you run out of life? Will your income in retirement be fully taxed or fully tax-free? Do you even know that you have a choice? Are you maximizing your 401k or retirement contributions? Most people don't even know their options or whether they're maximizing them or not. We've all heard the old saying when it comes to vehicles and maintenance, pay me now or pay me later. That same saying even applies to financial planning. There are so many puzzle pieces to financial planning. We've been helping people with these puzzle pieces for the past 29 years. Let us show you what financial planning looks like from an independent point of view. Give us a call for a complimentary appointment, 323-6800. Or visit our website, retirewithbacca.com. At Deer Creek Pharmacy and Hydro, their mission is to provide you, the customer, with the best care and the most cost-effective prices for your prescriptions. Deer Creek Pharmacy takes pride in being able to serve and take care of the community. For all your prescription needs, see them today at Deer Creek Pharmacy and Hydro or call them at 405-663-4111. That's 405-663-4111. Deer Creek Pharmacy of Hydro. Hey, Heston, is your wife hot? I think my wife's hot. Greg, Greg. 
Is your wife hot? You got that right. Hey, Todd, what about your wife? Yeah. Is she hot? Yep. I was really hot. So your air conditioner's on the fritz, too? Well, now I'm cool. Cool as a cucumber, thanks to experts at Four Seasons Heating and Air. That's Western Oklahoma's only factory-authorized carrier dealer. Oklahoma license number 92419. 25 minutes after 7 o'clock, Angela Marcy, district attorney, is with us. So you're looking for a DA. It's hard. Is it hard to find and keep a district assistant DAs in, in this part of the country, or anywhere for that matter? Right. You know, there actually is a... Um, kind of an an issue statewide, but we've always in rural Oklahoma um, and rural districts had had issues because you want, you know, you you want good qualified people that want to live and work in your communities. And so we've always had a rule that um, you have to live in the in one of the counties of the D.A. district Um, and you know, that's, that's what we've always done because I think it's so important. That was what, um, my predecessor had done as well. Um, and you know, we may have to start thinking more outside the box with that and, um, looking at some other options, seeing how things go because rural Oklahoma, unless you're from rural Oklahoma, you don't realize how great the life is. You know, there's this allure for uh, living in the big city. And um, I mean, I I lived in in the big city when I first got out of law school and and then wanted to come home. And um, so it's it, it can be a challenge to get people to move out here. So as the challenge uh, keeping, how do we retain the number of students that leave the area and go to these larger towns to begin with? A lot of good talent leaves Clinton High School, Weatherford, and they get their education. They never return home. So and it's not just in in the law; it's also other things. It is. Well. It, it's it's not just in the law, but you know, it's it's interesting. How do we do that? That's the that's the million, million dollar, dollar question. question, right? We're actually, I'm going to be chairing a committee for our um, district attorneys association that's going to look exactly at that issue recruitment and retention um, because though you know you want it, you got difficulties getting them here and then how do you keep them here right because right. this, this job is um, you know we don't uh, cannot pay the same thing that you can get paid in private practice um, what we do offer is that you you know, if you like to be in the courtroom, if you do want to be a litigator, um, you know, and then, of course, you're, you wear the white hat, you go into the courtroom, you're representing the state of Oklahoma, people who've been victimized, you're, you're a minister of justice. So it's there, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, good goodwill that comes with that, um, that makes you, um, you know, you're a public guys. servant, you know. So public defendants. How do we cover that part of it? That's the curve for the defenders. Day. Public def- meaning the public has to provide yeah those the defense yeah, the public defenders and they have an office what right the the uh, in the rural areas the Oklahoma Indigent Defense System has attorneys that are um, that work in the court in the different DA districts just the same way that DAs do. One of the things that makes it difficult, though, I think, in comparison to other jobs, is you have to be an attorney. 
first and pass the bar in Oklahoma in order to to serve as an as a district attorney. Whereas in many jobs, you don't have to be a lawyer or certified in anything. You just train to do the job and go from there. That's right. You have to be licensed in the state of Oklahoma um, to to be a an assistant DA or a indigent defense attorney or, or any kind of an attorney. So they have their problems too finding people. I'm sure. They do, um, but actually, they their their pay right now is is more than than an assistant DA's pay. So we did we did receive um, some help from the legislature last year that helped bring our starting pay up, and then also a little bit of uh, recruitment and retention money this year to help for those long term attorneys. And so the legislature's listening when we go up and have meetings, and and I'm very appreciative of uh, both our local legislators, as well as the other legislators that I've gotten to know throughout the state that have uh, worked with us on those issues. So you could, if you change the the rule, you could bring Fern in and help you work in (laughs) Custer County. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we could. You know, she's working as an assistant district attorney in, uh, I believe, Johnson County. So uh, not not everybody out there knows who Fern is, but she was one of the... uh, very highly skilled, long-time career prosecutors that um, I worked with some in Oklahoma County. I don't know if worked with is the right word. I was her intern, and uh, I, I I learned a lot uh, by watching her in the courtroom. And like a mentor. I, no, not a mentor, but similar maybe? Took well, some good notes, did you? Someone, you know, you, you learn. Uh, she was one of those people that – uh, you watch and you learn, and and just like any any good profession, you take some things from some people, and you you learn some things not to do from other people, and so um, you just kind of take a little bit until you find your find your your groove yourself, I guess. So you guys are a tight family over there, as far as your staff and family members in all these counties. You guys have a special connection there that we are we are um i call i i call us our district 2 family all the time in fact um we got um next next week at our um annual meeting we've got our investigator mike murley that is going to be named the investigator of the year for the state of wow. oklahoma are you kidding and so i'm very excited about that and we had uh one of my support staff personnel out of my uh arapaho office erin shepherd um, was nominated. She did not get it. Competition was fierce. And then also my um, victim advocate in my Washita County office was nominated, but she didn't get it. So we, we've got um, a great high quality uh, staff and, and we are, we really are a family. And I'm just, I couldn't do this job if I didn't have those, those, those people might they're my people, you know, right. and, and they take care of me, and we and, and all of us together help take care of you. Very good. Thank you for being on the show today. We're out of time. You're welcome. Glad and, to be here. Ange- See you next month. Yes. Angela Marcy, our guest on the program this morning, District Attorney for District 2 in western Oklahoma. We'll be back with more. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.